Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is to create moments that change lives. We pray that these weekly messages will be a moment in your day that leads to a change in your life. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. Here's what we believe, all right? We believe that God has more. Everybody say more more. In fact, that's our word for this year that we have been praying. We've been believing that God has more for your family, more for our church, more for your marriage. And many times what's going to happen is that that's going to happen through men of God stepping up to be the kind of man, the man of God that God has called us to be. And so that's what we're learning together in this series. That's what we're going to be doing on the man of God. And I, in fact, it leads me to our passage of scripture that is really kind of, it's really where we get the title of this message series. It's really the verse that has been leading us through this entire series. We see it in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 11. Let's read it together. It says, but you what? Man of God, flee from all of this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Paul is speaking to Timothy and he calls him a man of God. And here's what I know is that in this world that we live in today, we got a lot of men of other things, don't we? We got a lot of men of business. We got a lot of men of making money. We got a lot of men of hunting and fishing and golfing. We got a lot of, a lot of men of sports. We got a lot of men of the Dallas Cowboys. Come on, any Dallas Cowboys men in the house today? I don't know if we should allow Pastor Josh to get away with wearing that Bears hat today since the Cowboys are wearing... As Cowboys are playing the Bears today, but we got a lot of men of so many things. And yet I believe that God is wanting to raise up some men of God. That God is speaking into your heart and into your life, into my life. And he's calling us out to be men of God. And in this passage, Paul is talking to Timothy. He says, but you as a man of God, there are some certain ways that you're going to have to live your life. And he spells it out right there in the passage. He says, as a man of God, this is what you're going to do. You're going to flee from all of this and you're going to pursue righteousness and godliness and faith and love and endurance and gentleness. And you're going to fight the good fight of faith and you're going to take hold of eternal life. In other words, Paul basically says, as a man of God, there are three things that we're going to have to live out in our lives. Three things that are going to define us. We're going to be a people who are going to flee and pursue. So everybody say flee and pursue. We're going to flee from some things and we're going to run towards some other things. And then we're going to be people who are going to fight the fight. So everybody say fight the fights. Men, we're going to be men who are ready to fight. And then we're going we're to talk about how we're going to be people who are going to take hold. Everybody say, take hold. Take hold. Flee and pursue. Fight the fight and take hold. We talked last week about fleeing and pursuing. Today what I want to talk about is I want to talk about fighting the fights. And here's what I want you to understand, men and ladies in the house today. I want you to understand that being a follower of Jesus, being a Christian, is not for the weak. You know, a lot of times we get in our mind that, oh yeah, they're a Christian because, because they're weak. They, can't, they have to have a crutch or they can't, can't handle it on their own. Sometimes we get, we get this picture in our mind of people who are Christians and, and they're just kind of gentle and sweet and, and nice. In fact, sometimes even in our culture today, we get this idea of, you know, the Christian man and, and what they look like. And, you know, they come strolling into church in their cargo shorts and their New Balance shoes, you know what I'm talking about? And they're just sweet, gentle, nice men. Come on. I said that in the first service and a guy came up to me and goes, look, I got cargo shorts and a, and new balance. And I'm like, I love you anyway, brother. You know, 
In fact, when I told him, have y'all seen that meme going around with like the Halloween costumes? I was like, they ought to make one for a Christian man. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we get in our mind this picture of what a Christian man, he's just so sweet and so nice. And yes, let me just tell you something. You ought to be sweet and gentle and nice and all of those kinds of things. But I'm just telling you, God has not made you to be weak. In fact, he has called us as men of God to fight the fight. He has called us to be warriors in the kingdom of God. And so many times in our, in our minds, we don't see that. But as you, as you look through the word of God and you, and you study through the Bible, you're going to see that there are men of God in the Bible who weren't always nice and sweet. There are some guys who are kind of rough around the edges just a little bit, maybe, maybe, a little, maybe a little tough and not as much tender, right? In fact, when we, when we think about God, in fact, let me just tell you this, you were made in the image of God. And when you think about the image of God, you think about some of his characteristics. Of course, throughout the Bible, we see different metaphors for God. And we see that you know, he's our shepherd. And we see that he, he's like a rock. And we see that he's, he's a light or he's the way or he's the father. And these are all wonderful metaphors. Of, and they are who God is. And yet in the book of Exodus, we see a different metaphor for who God is, one that we don't often use, but look what it says in Exodus chapter 15 and verse number three. It says, for the Lord is a what? He is a warrior. That God is, yes, a father. Yes, he is a shepherd, but he is also a powerful warrior. He's not afraid to stand up and fight. In fact, when we look at his son, Jesus, we see this same image. We see that he was a man who was, who was willing to stand up for the things that were right. In fact, look what he says in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 34. He says, do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to, be, to bring peace, but what? To bring a sword. See, so many times we get this image of Jesus and, you know, the white robe and the blue sash and carrying around the little lamb and just petting. And he's just so gentle and sweet and kind. But he says, no, I didn't come to bring peace. I came for war. I came to bring a sword. I came to go to battle for things that really matter. And when you look at his life, yes, of course, he was loving and gentle and kind and and there was peace in him why because those are the fruit of the spirit and he lived in those ways and yet there are many times when he was willing to like think about the time when he went into the into the temple and in the courts he saw that the men had had set up place for market there and that they were making money and they were cheating people and the bible says he went and said this is not how the house of god ought to be it ought to be a house of prayer but you made it into a den of thieves you think about, you think about the, the time when Jesus was speaking to some of the people and teaching in his own hometown. And sometimes the Bible says you're a prophet is without honor in his hometown. And so he began to teach some things that the people, they didn't like. And so they had a plan to, tr to try to kill him. And so they thought, we're going to take him to the edge of this cliff and we're going to actually kill him by pushing him off of the cliff. And there's this huge crowd around him. And the Bible says they get to the edge of the cliff and Jesus just turns and looks at them. Now, I don't know what he said, and I don't know what the look was. I think I know what the look, come on, guys, you know the kind of look that's like, you don't want none of this. Come on, right? And I can imagine as he gives them that look, and the Bible says that they just, they just parted, and he walked right through. Jesus, Jesus was a warrior. He, he went to war when he went to the cross. Like, he fought the greatest battle ever fought on that cross and in that grave he went to hell and he fought against death and hell and the enemy and the grave and he rose victorious on that third day 
And the Bible says that when he returns, he's going to return as a victorious warrior. That when he comes back, he's not going to be riding on a little donkey like he was the first time that he came. No, he's going to be riding on a white horse with fire in his eyes and a sword in his hand. In fact, check out what it says. I love the way it's described in the Revelations. Revelation 19 and verse 11, it says, I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true. With justice, he judges and he makes what? He makes war and his eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns and he is dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of God. And out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nation's and he will rule them with an iron scepter and his ro- on his robe and on his thigh is written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's the Jesus that we serve. And that's the image men in the house that we have been made in. We have been made in his image. And he has called us to fight a fight that as a man of God, we will flee some things and pursue some things and we will be willing to stand up and fight. In fact, that leads me to my first thought if you're taking notes today, and that is this as a man of God, you are called to fight the good fight. Everybody say the good fight. The good fight. Now, how many have noticed that men like to fight? You notice that? In fact, it starts out when we're just we're just little boys. In fact, I have I have a little boy, he's six. How many how many dads in the house have a son? Come on, right? All the dads with the, I have a son. I, I love my son. He's like, he's so smart and he's like, I, he's just amazing. But one of the things that I love about my son, he's, he's like most little boys, he likes to wrestle. It's one of his favorite things to do is wrestle with his dad, you know? In fact, we have little games that we play and really all the games that we play are really just an excuse to wrestle, you know? We do this one game uh, that he loves to play, it's called Tickle Monster. And Tickle Monster is basically just as he gets on the bed, we turn on some music and he jumps around on the bed and I try to grab him and then if I can grab his leg, then I get to tickle him and it really just turns into a wrestling match, right? And we have this other game that he'll, he'll ask me, Dad, you wanna play? He calls it Ninja. And he'll say, Dad, you wanna play Ninja? And I'm like, all right, let's play Ninja. And what Ninja basically is, is like I'll kick and punch and then he kicks and punches. And, and then he's made up the rules to Ninja. And the rules to Ninja are that we fight Ninja until somebody gives up. That's his rules. I mean, it's like Karate Kid too. you know what I'm saying? There ain't no little sissy point system. We fight to the death, you know what I'm saying? And it's really just an excuse to wrestle and just, just to, to get on the floor. And it's actually recently turned into more like MMA because I'll get tired and I lay down on the ottoman and then he just jumps on me and just starts pounding on my shoulder like this. And I'm just like, man, wait just a minute. Then I'm like, you can't touch steel. Come on, give me some more, right? And why is this? Because this is what's ingrained inside of us, right? As men, we love, we love to fight. It starts when we're just little. God put that inside of us. But here's the difference between a man who who wants to fight and a man of God. And the difference is this, that a man of God doesn't just fight. A man of God fights the good fights. A man of God has something something of purpose, something of worth. A man of God has a cause that they are fighting for. In fact, it reminds me of the story in the Old Testament of a man of God, a guy named Nehemiah. If you don't remember Nehemiah's story, God called him to rebuild the walls. You see, the walls of Jerusalem were in ruin. They were in shambles. And the people of God, they were desperate. And the people of God were vulnerable. They were embarrassed because their walls were so broken down. And God began to call Nehemiah to step up and fight. To step up and be the man of God 
to rebuild the walls and he began to challenge the other men to help him in this fight. And I want you to notice how he motivates these men. Look at this in Nehemiah chapter four and verse number 14. It says, and then I looked over the situation and I called together the nobles and the rest of the people. And I said to them, don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and what? Fight for your brothers and your sons and your daughters and your wives and your homes. Look at this. He goes, hey, men of God, there's a purpose to fight for. There's a reason to fight. There is a good fight that we're not just fighting a fight, but we are fighting for our brothers. We're fighting for our sisters. We're fighting for our homes and our families and our wives and for our country. There is a, there is a good fight, a purpose that we are called to fight for. And the men in that story, they rose up and said, we will fight. And there's something inside of every single man that, that as we become a man of God, we realize that, hey, I'm not just called to fight. Like, I'm called to fight a good fight. I'm, I'm called to fight for something that matters. It's kind of like, like movies. You know, how many know there's a difference between movies? There, there, there are good movies, and then there are chick flicks. Come on, you know what I mean? All the guys, right? Now, I don't, I don't want to lose... I don't want to lose any of the ladies here. I'll tell you, I'll, I watch chick flicks, you know, not because I chose them, but because I decided that's not a fight worth fighting in my home. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes I'll watch a chick flick. Sometimes I'm just like, hey, if I watch a chick flick with Amber, then I might get to snuggle a little bit. Come on, that's good stuff right there too. But if I'm choosing the movie, come on, it ain't no chick flick. It ain't no Downton Abbey or anything like that going on. No, no, if I'm choosing the movie, you know what I'm choosing? I'm choosing a movie where somebody's fighting. Come on, guys, you know what I'm talking about. And it's not just somebody fighting. It's not just action. In fact, I was thinking about this. The guys, the reason we like these movies, I don't think it's just because of the, the fighting or the violence or the action or whatever. No, I think it's because we, we see that there's a man who's standing up for something that matters. Come on, you know what I'm saying? It's like movies like Gladiator. Come on, right? It's movies like Lord of the Rings. It's stuff like, it's stuff like you know, uh, Braveheart. Come on, Karate Kid. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Like man movies. That was supposed to be a joke. Y'all should have laughed right there. You're like, you should have told a better joke and we would have laughed. Yeah. And I, I, love this, I love this quote from Braveheart. I, Mel Gibson, he's got the blue face paint on. You know what I'm talking about. And just listen to what he says. He says, guys, fight and you may die. Run, you little cowards, and you will live at least for a while. And dying in her bed many years from now, you will be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance to come back here and tell our enemies that you may take our lives, but you'll never take our freedom, all right? And you hear that. Come on, somebody, Josh is going, let's go, because that's what you want to do, right, as men. Because there's something inside of us that goes, man, God made me to fight. He made me in his image to be a warrior, and not just to fight, but to fight for something that matters. To fight for a purpose. And that leads me to my second thought, is that God has called us to fight the good fight. But here's what happens. When men don't have something to fight for, they'll fight against everything. And how many have seen that to be true? Like how many times do we see guys who are just angry? Or guys who are just like who get bored and they just do they just do dumb stuff. How many how many times do we see guys who because they don't have a purpose to fight for, they just kind of fight against it's me against the world and they're just they're just mad at everything and mad at everybody. How many times have we seen guys who are fighting against the authority that's ahead of them? 
fighting against their parents or the fighting against their boss or the fighting against their political opponents or they're fighting against their neighbors. How many times do we see men who become rebellious and they rebel and they self-destruct and they, they hurt the people that they love the most or they maybe they get bored and then in their boredom they just kind of throw away their family or throw away their marriage or they get distracted or they get they get angry and it's all because it's all because we're not fighting for something and so many times we begin to fight against everything. See, if a man doesn't have something to fight for, he'll fight against. We see this with Saul of Tarsus. Saul would later on become the Apostle Paul, but he didn't start out that way. He was a man who wanted to fight, and he didn't understand the cause of Christ. He didn't understand what Jesus was doing, and so because he wasn't fighting for him, what did he do? He began to fight against him. Check it out in Acts chapter 8 and verse 3, but Saul was going around everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. Here's the deal. Guys, God has made us strong, but he has made us to use that strength for a purpose, for a good purpose, for a God purpose. He has put inside of us the desire to fight. And if we don't fight for the things that he has called us to fight for, we will end up fighting against everything else. And so we got to make the decision. In fact, that's what this series is really all about. It's all about guys making the decision, deciding what is my fight? Let me ask you today, what is your good fight? What is it that God is calling you to fight for? For some of you, he's calling you to fight for your family. For some of you, he's calling you to make the decision to say, my family is first. It comes before work. It comes before sports. It comes before recreation. Like this is my calling to stand up, to be the man of God in my family. Some of you, he's calling you to fight for your marriage. Your marriage is not where it should be or where you want it to be. And this is going to be the moment, the time that you're going to step up and you say, I'm going to be that man of God. I'm going to fight for that. Some of you, he's calling you to fight for your children. Some of you got children that are away from the Lord or that are getting into, getting into stuff that's dragging them away. And it's time for you to begin to step up and fight. Some of you, you're going to, you're going to fight against some addiction and you're going to fight for the freedom to get free from those kinds of addictions and those things that are holding you back in your life. Some of you, you're going to step up and you're going to say, hey, it's time for me to stop being passionate passive and it's time for me to start being passionate to stand up in the things that God has called me to fight for to fight for the next generation to fight for my marriage to fight for my friends to fight for that loved one that doesn't know the Lord to come into relationship with God see God has called us as men of God to fight the good fights and if we don't fight the good fight we'll fight the bad fight we'll fight against everything else So let's just talk about it. Let's just get practical here. How do we fight the good fight? I think there's really kind of two different ways that we can fight these battles and we got to use both of them. The first one is this, if you're taking notes, write it down, is that we got to, sometimes it's time to throw a punch. Everybody say, throw a punch. Throw a punch. Sometimes it's time to to step up and to really, to throw a punch, to go to war. In fact, look what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter three and verse number eight. It says, there's a time for peace, but there's also a time for war. There's a time, guys, when it's our time to step up and, and, and take action. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying go out and punch somebody in the parking lot today. Please don't do that. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying this, that sometimes there's a time for action. Sometimes there's a time to step up and go, hey, enough is enough. And I'm gonna step up and I'm gonna, I'm gonna take action. There's a time to throw a punch. Now, here's the thing. I'm a pastor and I'm gentle and I'm loving and I'm patient and I'm kind. 
but you don't mess with my family. Because you mess with my family, I'll tell you something. I'm ready to fight. You don't mess with, you don't mess with my church. You don't mess with our church. Why? Because this is my good fight that I'm fighting. And so you mess with the church, I'm willing to go to war. Come on, you know what I'm saying? I'm willing to throw some punches. I, I'll, even, I'll even do some crane kicks if I have to. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Why is that? Because my family, this church, this is my good fight. This is what God has called me to. Some of you, you, you as men, you need to be ready to step up and say, hey, where do I need to take action? Where do I need to maybe throw a punch? Some of you, it might be, you know, your children and they're getting in with the wrong crowd and it's influencing them and it's influencing their attitudes. And as a dad, you're just going to step up and say, hey, no, that's not how we do things in this house. And you're going to set some boundaries and, and stop being afraid of them being mad at you. And you're going to go, hey, no, 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 I'm the dad and this is how we're going to do things. For some of you, it's going to be, maybe you're going to step up and go, hey, you know what, this job that I've been that I've been doing, it's, it's really not good for me. And the people that I'm, you know, that I'm around, they're influencing me in a negative way. And so I'm going to start, maybe don't just go quit your job. Don't do that. But I'm going to start looking for another job because this one's got me on the road all the time. And I can't be with my family. can't be with my kids. I can't be at church. And so I'm going to step up and I'm going to do something about it. Maybe some of you, you're going to look around and you go, hey, the friends that I'm hanging out with are not good for me. And so I'm going to step in and maybe I'm not going to defriend them, but maybe I'm going to say, hey, you know what? They're not good influence on me. So we're going to set some boundaries or we're going to redefine some of these friendships and some of these relationships, whatever you got to do. See, here's the deal is that God has called us to fight for the things that matter. Sometimes you got to step up and throw a punch. Sometimes the best way that you throw the punch is down on your knees. As men of God saying, you know what? I'm going to take this to God in prayer. I'm going to fight the battle on my knees. Sometimes you throw a punch. But then sometimes, write this one down, sometimes you turn a cheek. Now this one's not, is, is like, oh yeah, you know, because I know when I said throw a punch, I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Go get them, pastor. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes there's a time where you go, hey, I'm, I'm going to fight the battle. I'm not going to fight the battle by throwing the punch or by being aggressive. I'm going I'm to fight the battle by turning the other cheek. In fact, look what, look what Jesus said about it in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 38. He says, have you heard that, it, or you have heard that it is said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn the other cheek to them also. In fact, this is the way we see Jesus. Oftentimes, sometimes he'd turn over the table. Sometimes he'd give them the look. But then there were sometimes... But he just turned the other cheek. Kind of like the time when he's getting ready to go to the cross. He's in the garden and he's praying. And as he's praying, they come to begin to take him to be tried and be take, to take him to the cross. And the soldiers come in to, to get him. And Peter goes, oh, yeah, this is the time to fight. And he grabs his sword and he swings for the guy's head. And he misses his head, but he slices his ear off. And Jesus goes, no, 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 Peter. He reaches down and picks up the ear and he... Puts it back on the guy. I love that. Like just heals his ear right there. And then he looks at Peter and goes, hey, this, this is not the time for fighting. And this moment is the time for love. And there are some times when, when you want to step up and fight and the reaction is not to fight. The reaction is actually to go, hey, it's time to turn the other cheek. In fact, we see this the most with Jesus when he went to that cross. See, here's the thing is that Nobody took Jesus' life from him. He willingly 
laid it down. And they beat him and they hung him on that cross. And in those final moments of his life, as he's hanging there, he shows us, what does he say? He says, Father, forgive them. He could have called down 10,000 angels to take him off that cross and destroy everybody, but that's not what he did. In that moment, he realized this is not the time to throw a punch. This is the time to turn a cheek. He said, forgive them. Sometimes, guys, there's times where you're going to step up for your family. You're going to step up in your marriage. And then sometimes there are going to be times when you're going to forgive that person that hurts you. You're going to take the pain like a man. Sometimes going to be those moments where you humble yourself. And you go to your family. You go to your wife. You go to your friend. You go to your children. You say, please forgive me. I've not been the leader that I need to be. I've not been the dad that I need. I've not been the husband that I need to be. And you, and you fight that way. Sometimes you fight by being vulnerable and open it up to a friend or a loved one and saying, this is what I'm going through. And through that, having the courage to do that, it gives them the courage to say, you know what? I'm struggling too. See, here's the deal is that God has called us to fight, but there are many ways to fight. Sometimes it means I step in to the situation and that's where a lot of men, they just get passive and, and no, it's time to step in. But then there are other times when men get aggressive and we have to say, no, 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 no. It's time for me to step back and allow God to fight my battle for me. See, the Lord is a warrior. We're made in his image. Man, he has called us to, as men of God, to fight the fight. But not just to fight, like to fight a good fight. To fight for something that matters for to to have a purpose in life that we say man this is this is what i'm going to fight for i'm going to fight for my family i'm going to fight i'm going to fight for my children i'm going to fight for the things that matter in this world and here's what god says god says i will be with you and i will bring victory in fact i was reminded this morning as i was praying and studying in that passage it, it just says thanks be to god who has given us the victory our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that victory is coming for every person that's in this room today. In fact, this is what I want us to do. I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes all over the room today. Maybe you're here today and truth is maybe you are fighting. Maybe you're fighting for the wrong things. Maybe some of you are here and here's your fight. You're fighting. You're fighting to try to stay in control fighting against everything and everybody because you really just don't want to give up control of your life. And today may be the way you're going to win the fight is actually through surrender. Actually through giving up. They're just saying, God, I, I give my life to you. I'm no longer going to fight against you anymore, but instead that's what happened with, with Saul. We, we talked about it. he was going around killing Christians, but then he had an encounter with God and in that moment, he decided, in fact, what God, what did God say to him? God said, why do you keep fighting against me? Why do you keep trying to go against me? And some of you, that's what God is saying to you. You've been fighting so hard against God and God's going, just give up. Give up that battle. Give up that fight and surrender your life to me. I have better plans. I have a better fight for you to take one that matters. <laughs>